0: Numbers chapter number 21. When you have it, say amen. To all the ministry, we say God bless you. Then this music. And, and Musicians do wonderful this morning. My. You know, you go into places and you hear music and you can tell the difference if they just jumped up here and decided to peck it out on a piano and throw some voices into it. Or if they work behind the scenes. And I, I, I don't know what kind of a driver you are, sister, but you've got a, you've got a great group of people singing and, and ministering, ministering, ministering in music. Numbers 21, verse number 1. You see, I've gave you plenty of time to find it now. I've said it like three times, so everybody ought to be there <clears throat> if you want to find your Bibles. And when King Arad the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by the way, would you say the way, Heard tell that Israel came by the way of the spies. Then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord hearkened unto the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. And they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Hormah. And they journeyed from Mount Hor. By the way, would you say by the way? By the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And I'm going to have you say something a lot. So you either just decide to do it or not to do it. It doesn't hurt my feelings, okay? Uh, say one more time with me, because of the way. Because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? If there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul hates this manna. Now, uh, I, I text more than I do any, anything anymore. How many how many texts more than you talk on the phone anymore? I know this crowd does. Y'all looking at me like, raise your hand if you text more than you than you than you talk on the phone. Why? Come on. Okay, so. It, if, if I'm trying to add something to what I'm telling somebody, I'll usually say BTW or by the way. Do you do that? Is, is that still cool? <laughs> I was hoping it was. Because I'm, I'm striving to be cool. <clears throat> that worries me at 43 that I'm cool. It really does. You can tell By the way I dress, it just doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's kind of, uh, by the way. Turn to somebody, look at him and say, by the way. By the way. You may never, never have texted that, but you've said it. Everyone probably here has said it. By the way, by the way. You can be seated today in the house of the Lord. Now, I'm going to probably get into this microphone here in just a little bit. So uh, <clears throat> uh, blame it on Brother Dustin if I'm too loud today. Don't get mad and not come back tonight, okay? To, to understand the... the story that we read here. First off, you've got to go back to the previous chapter in Numbers chapter number 20. and verse number 18, it begins to tell us that Israel was on their way to the promised land. They were, they were trekking through um, and they were, they were on an excursion. They had been a long time in the wilderness and they, they were trying to make their way to the promised land. But there was a, a few small countries that were in the way. And one of those small countries uh, was a country of Edom. Now Edom comes from Esau. And so uh, if you will read scripture, you will find that the Lord uh, began to tell Israel, you don't touch Edom. You don't, you don't harm Edom. Don't raise your sword against Edom and so they they come to Edom and they begin to ask Edom if you will just allow us to go through your land it will it will save us an awful lot of time and we don't we don't mean you no harm we just want to go through Edom the scripture would tell us that Edom uh, would look back at Israel and tell them you're not coming through our land and so um, Israel then began to tell them well well listen we don't want to take anything we we won't even eat anything from from the trees or from the plants we'll just stay. On the king's highway, if you'll just let us go through, just just pass through, we won't, we won't deviate to the right or to the left, we'll just stay on the king's highway, we'll just go straight through Edom, and Edom said, no, if you come up against us, we'll raise up sword against you, and so Israel, knowing the voice of the Lord, began to turn away from Edom and said, we can't go through Edom, we can't fight them, and so we've got to find another way. And so the Bible tells us that that's exactly what they'd done. They went away from going through Edom. Now that kind of brings us up to, uh, up, up to, to par here where we begin reading in Numbers chapter number 21. And when King Arab the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell, the Bible uh, begins to tell us quickly that the noise of the people of Israel was noised abroad. The people of Israel was affecting countries. The the people of Israel, uh, the, the voice of the people of Israel, the footsteps of the people of Israel, the warrior-like tendencies of the people of Israel either caused men to raise up against them or in fright to run away. Matter of fact, you would if you would read about the story of Jericho, I don't, I don't have time today to go into it, but, but they heard about about The people of Israel and their hearts were frightened because of just hearing tell of the people of Israel. But Arad made a decision. Now you've got to give props to Arad the Canaanite because as he stood there he had two decisions to make. Either he could run like everybody else or he could stand up against the people of Israel. He decided to stand up. He'd done something that nobody else was able to do up to that point. He not only defeated Israel, but he took some of them prisoner. And so we were studying along here and we're finding out that Arad had come against Israel and that Israel was angry. We we find in the next verse, and we're reading through Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord. they were angry because they had some of their brethren that was captured in the middle of the war now now, here we 've got to understand today, as we 're reading through Israel became angry uh, because some of their their brethren, some of their fellow soldiers, some of their fellow warriors had had been captured. Now, it ought to be in the house of God that when we lose somebody when when somebody Uh, Leaves this place and they, they they backslide from this truth. There ought to be something within us that says, "Oh God, I'm angry at the enemy. Oh God, whatever it takes, let us capture back those prisoners and bring them back to the house of Lord." You've got to hear me today in the house of God that these people were desperate to overcome the enemy. We've got to get in our heart, Hallelujah, an anger against the enemy and what he's doing to our families and what he's doing to some of our friends and what he's doing in our schools and what he's doing in our government. Uh, the Lord hearkened, the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Horma or destruction. And they journeyed from Mount Hora by the way of the Red Sea, to compass or to go around the land of Edom, and this is where I want to sit down and kind kind of preach for a little bit today, by the way we, we look into the story here and here where people that were disgruntled because they couldn 't go through Edom. They were following a man that they doubted every step of the way. I don't know how Moses had the ability to put up with such a stiff-necked bunch of people, but he did. The grace of God and the meekness of Moses made a way for him to lead those people. At every turn, you would find that they were discouraged. At every turn, you could find that they would raise their voice against him. At times, they wanted to kill him. At times, they wanted to to, to push him aside and put somebody else in the place. But Moses just continued to lead. He just continued to lead. And here we find in this particular passage of Scripture, it was no different than at any other time. They They were ready. They were ready to turn back. The Bible tells us as they began to journey they they went around Edom it was the way that they were taking it was it wasn't the easiest way but it was the way. the Lord began to lead them around Edom. I believe within my heart of hearts that God took them in that direction for a particular reason. He could have took them through Edom He could have raised up the band on striking down Edom but God had a plan for the people of Israel. I, I began to look at this story, and as I look at the story, there's certain things that jump out at me. I can see them as they're as they're as they're dragging along their uh, their kids, and they're they're dragging along the the donkey, and they're they're dragging along the camel, and they're they're dragging along the uh, the cattle. I can see these people as they got their tents packed and they're walking through, and they're they're kicking the sand and they're just angry. Now we've been there, haven't we? I don't know why we got to go this way. Why we got to? Why we? Why why we got to go the long way? We was coming into we was coming into Lake Charles on on Friday night, and I, I get just to the outside of Lake Charles, and I see tail lights. And my wife reminded me those are tail lights. Those are <laughs> they're stopping. They're stopping. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. It's all right. The brakes are over here. We we weren't expecting it to be backed up like that And actually to get to the place we needed to go We probably should have taken a road before we got there And it would have been the long way But for that particular reason it was the shortest way You you look at the story and what looked like the long way Became the best way for the people of Israel Yes, they could, have, they could have went right through the middle of Edom. They could, have, they could have marched on through. But there would have been no reminders. There would have been no reminders of the, of the provision of God and the handiwork of God. There would have been, been nothing to, to bring to foresight for the people of, of Israel, what God had done in their, their lives. They would have continued to just be disgruntled and, and continued to just be discouraged. And so the Bible tells us that, that by the way they went beside the Red Sea. And they come past Edom. They come past Edom and I could see them as they're, as they're looking over. We should have been going that way. We should have been going through there. We should have been and they're dragging their kids and they're dragging their cattle. And they're dragging their camels. And they're dragging their, their, their horses or their donkeys or whatever. And we should have been going that way. We should have been going that way. But when they looked over, the Bible tells us that he took them by the way of the Red Sea. Here they were, the people of Israel, and they were disgruntled and they were angry, and they, they were discouraged with everything going on, and they, they had a better way. Don't You always have a better plan, don't you? How, now let's be honest, you don't have to have a show of hands, because some of your bosses may be here, but how many of you have ever been on the job, and your boss tells you to do something? And you go, "I've got a better way." i got one. I got one i yeah, got a better way. Somebody, somebody lays out a plan there and, and you go, no, there's got to be a better way than that. There's, there's, there's got to be. And we, Typically what we do as individuals, we say, there's got to be an easier way. Because the easier way is what we're drawn to. The nature of humanity is to go the easiest route, the easiest way. The easiest way to revival is actually what we want. But sometimes the best way to revival is not the easiest way. Sometimes the best way to revival is when you begin to sacrifice. And you have to go out of your way. So here was, here was the people of Israel. And the people of Israel are going around Edom. And they're cursing and they're probably, let's be honest, they're probably cussing. Because they're, going, they're, they're not able to go through Edom and they're going along the, the, the long way. And here they are. And they're going beside the Red Sea. And all of a sudden, it had to dawn on them. There had to be an awareness. I don't know why we can't go through there. I don't understand why we can't go through Edom. I don't understand why we can't take the easy way. I can um, you have to understand the people of Israel was an example to other countries of the mighty God represented through them. They were the representative of the one true God who was a provider. He was Jehovah Jireh. Arad heard of the people of israel and not just the people of israel jericho would say that we heard of your god yeah. Yeah. Amen. you've got to understand today when you want to take the easiest route and the shortest route you are representing jesus christ And so as they were going around Edom, they looked over and they began to see the Red Sea. There had to be something within their heart that some of those old timers would take those children to the banks of that Red Sea and begin to say, Somewhere in there is Pharaoh. Somewhere in that Red Sea is his soldiers. Somewhere in that Red Sea are chariots and horses because God took them the long way to reveal to them Remind them and show them I brought you thus far. And I intend on taking you all the way to the promised land. Somebody today I've come to remind you God has not forgotten you. You think you're on the backside of a desert like David. You think he's released you but his hand is Just because you're taking the long way doesn't mean it's not the best way. It was there in that Red Sea. The Pharaoh and his army was overcome. But something come through that sea. We're here today, children. Because God brought us through that Red Sea. The thing that crushed the enemy delivered us. You gotta hear me today. The same thing that crushed the enemy delivered us. I'm here to tell you in 2019, the same thing that crushes the enemy delivers us. If you go back to Genesis, he begins to curse that enemy. He begins to tell him his heel is gonna crush your head, but it's gonna be deliverance to the adam and eve it's going to be deliverance to abraham and isaac and jacob let's fast forward it. in 2019 it's going to be deliverance to you and it's going to be deliverance to me i'm here to tell you in the house of god by the way jesus christ loves you by the way he'll never leave you nor will he forsake you by the way he's with you always even to the end of the earth What, what angers me Is when I look at this story I became discouraged In the way I became discouraged In the way And they didn't They didn't come and, and tell Moses We're discouraged in the way They got pitily. Well there's not enough enough water There's not enough bread Come on If I'm going to complain I'm not going to complain about water When I know Good and well There's a man leading That at one point struck a rock Because a voice of God spoke to him And water sprung out I don't care where you're at God can make water He caused bread to rain down Out of heaven and feed them he caused quail to settle so they could partake of it. And then they have the audacity to look and say, I loathe at this light bread. I don't even, how do you want to, you're, you're, you're turning away the miraculous hand of God. Mm. There's, a, there's a song that goes, I'm in the way, the old time way. You remember that song? Instead of marching just hand in hand, foot in foot, Arm in arm. Where are you going? I'm going to the promised land. Who's in charge? God's in charge. Well, how long is it going to take you? I don't know. I'm just following him. You see, here, here's what happens in our lives. We think we got it figured out. Because it's the nature of humanity to say, I've, I've figured out things in my life. I, I can figure it. But you can't figure out salvation. You can't, you can't figure out how he could take black sin, apply red blood, and make it white as snow. You say, you you can't GPS heaven and end up there. You have to follow the leading of the Spirit. And if the Spirit says, we've got to go around Edom, then you better go around Edom. Because in going around Edom, he's going to show some things to you. And he's going to reveal some things to you. I'm preaching to the church right now. And you've got to receive it. You've got to hear it today. He's going to reveal some things to the church by the way. You see, there's easier ways to build a church than, than being Pentecostal. There's a whole lot easier ways to build a church than being Pentecostal. You can you can get a uh, you can get the, the right groups in here singing, and you can fill these pews with people. Uh, you you can... When I went in, when I went to Madisonville, Kentucky, um, <clears throat> they asked me today if if this is going to be Facebook Live. I pray to God it's not. They they tried building the church another way. So I went in, I went in and. Uh, God I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that God put blinders over my eyes And blinders over their eyes When I got there at first And I, I quickly realized That they were trying to build the church Another way they, they had designed that that this way Was not the right way anymore And so several of, of, those, of those Couples had decided They would take that church and make that church Something different altogether Well God took a, a, a dumb country kid from the middle of Indiana by way of Westlake, Louisiana with, with a pastor that believes in revival and dropped me off at little churches along the way to put revival back in my heart. And just a stubborn streak a mile and a half long. And I decided, no, no, no. This is a Pentecostal church. And so I, I began to preach every, every Sunday about we are a Pentecostal church. I began to preach about the way repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There was a lot of folks sitting there saying yeah, but there was a few sitting there saying no. And so in the middle of that, we had a few received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and 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 people started wondering what's what's going on, what's, what's happening. And I, I never got into the pulpit and I never beat anything, but I'm here to tell you, they began to understand very quickly what I stood for as an apostolic pastor. And so some decided they didn't need to be a part of that anymore. And then there was others that decided they didn't need to be a part of that anymore. And then there was more that decided they didn't need to be a part of that anymore. But here in the midst of that, there are people coming in, and there were people coming in those back doors that said, This is what I wanted This is what I've been looking for This is what I've been praying This is what I've been praying for I had a family walk out and say, I, I, I just don't believe like you believe. And so uh, a few Sundays later, their family came back in the door uh, that, that I'd never met before. And I went back and I began to talk to them. They said, well, we're family with this family. And I said, oh, well, wonderful, good. We haven't seen them lately." And they said, no, they probably won't be back. And I said, oh, okay. And so they, they, they told me, and they, they began to talk about the church and began to talk about what's happening to the church. And the more they began to talk about the church and why we were there, they were leaving is the very reason we wanted to be a part of Lone Star Church. Hear me today. In the house of the Lord. You stand in the way. You hold the way. You walk this way. God's going to add daily to the church. Such as should be saved. I had, a, had an elderly gentleman come to me. He began to. His family decided that they wanted to do something different. He began to, to talk to me. He said, Well maybe we could just, maybe we could just a little bit here, a little bit there, and I said, No, brother, no brother, no, no, no. We gotta stand for truth. Because if everything you have taught these children is right, there's gonna come a day and a time when they're gonna be in the pig pen. Chewing on some husk somewhere, and they're gonna say, I wanna go back to the house of God. And they're not going to look down the street. They're not going to look up the way. They're going to come back to the place where they know they can feel the presence of God. They can feel the Shekinah glory of God. They can feel an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hear me today in the house of the Lord. This is a call to walk in the way and love this Pentecostal way. The Pentecostal way. It's not just something that's been drummed up by men. What we believe is based and founded upon the Word of God. It's not just something that your pastor sat down with a pen and pencil and started constructing himself. No, no, no. This is founded in the Word of God. You see, because what God was trying to do through the people of Israel was to demonstrate to the country surrounding, this is what happens when I am your God. They believed in many gods. You know, we live in a day and age that believes in many gods. You, you, you think what you will, but but they don't believe in the one true God. Some of them, their God is money. Maybe somebody today, your God is money. God is sports. God is God is this, that, and the other. S- some folks are, are really cheap. Their God is that new boat they have. Well, me, went to meddling right there. No, but the one true God of Israel was is demonstrated to the people of Israel. I am so glad, I am so glad that these countries did not, did not rub shoulders with the Israelites because if they rubbed shoulders with the Israelites, they would get all the complaints. Well, we have a good God, but he doesn't provide water and he doesn't provide bread and he, he delivers us, you but but hear me today. They got caught up in the small things, in the small things. One thing I have re- realized rather quickly That there's always something broken in the church. I'm not talking about water pipes. I'm not talking about boards. I'm talking about people. There's always something broken in the church. There's always something to work on. If you look hard enough, you can always find something wrong. I don't know about around here, but I know in Madisonville it's that way. There's always something you can find. But in the midst of it, what I challenge you to do is take your eyes off of the way. And the fact that you're not going through Edom... And you're not taking the easiest way. And thank God for a leader like Moses that says, We're following the way of the Lord. Because you're going to understand in going the way of the Lord. Yes, He's brought us a mighty long way. Look down there at the Red Sea. Some of you have been here long enough to look back and say, God has blessed this church over and over and over and over. And How many know you're a part of a blessed church? I'm just about done. I'm just about done. I'll do better tonight, I promise. I want to read Isaiah to you. I want to read Isaiah 43, verse number 10. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. That ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved and I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus saith the Lord, listen to me, which maketh a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariots and horse, an army and the power. They shall lay down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. Remember, ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I hope you're receiving the word of the Lord today. I hope you're receiving this and the beast of the field shall honor me and dragons and the owls because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people my chosen this people have I formed for myself they shall show forth my praise he looked at the people of Israel and he said if it comes to the water I'll make a way in the water but if it comes to the wilderness I'll make a way In the wilderness, what's our job? Our job is to follow the way of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I remember, I remember being 17 years old. I remember. Uh, going through that time of transition in my life. I came into it just a little bit little bit earlier than probably a lot of folks. My grandma had taught me this. My mother had taught me this but I never actually received it for myself. I preached about it. I talked about it. I went to church because of it but at 17 years old on a moth carpet in Bloomington, Indiana at a tabernacle uh, there in the middle of the chapel service I met God and God began to reveal to me that He was Jesus Christ and the infilling of the Holy Ghost is necessary when I got up off that floor it was buried deep in my heart it was no longer my grandmother's uh, religion it was no longer my mother's religion but it was mine this truth was mine And when my mother walked away, I kept on walking. When my grandmother walked away, I kept on walking. Why? Because I am never going to walk away from the way of the Lord. He makes a way in the wilderness. He makes a way in the waters. I watched people walk out the back doors of that church on one Sunday morning. Over 25 people didn't show up for, for Sunday school From one little group I knew what was happening I knew what was happening Helder started coming to me What are you going to do? We're going to have church What are you going to do? I'm going to do like I've done every other Sunday I'm going to put my Bible on that pulpit And I'm going to preach What are you going to do? I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before what are you going to do? It's time to fast What are you going to do? I say this not bragging My superintendent called me Not too long ago He said Brother Elder, how's it going? I said let me tell you how it's going I said They brought in some of the finest preachers Into this church to try out I said I am not one of them They brought in some of the smartest men you could ever imagine To come into this church They were smart enough to not stay So God says I'll go down and pick that dummy out of Louisiana and put him in this church because when I blow this thing up he can't take any credit for it. Standing here today, two years later we've had 53 people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. we baptized 60 people in the name of Jesus Christ. That name which is above every other name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I say this? This way is worth walking. You start feeling a pull to the left or a pull to the right. Don't deviate. Don't look side to side. Keep your eyes upon your leader. And keep your Because your leader's got his eyes upon God. Moses, where are we going today? Moses, where are we headed today? I'm not here to complain. I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to get discouraged. I love this way. This way is made a way for me. By the way. By the way, would you stand with me? I'm going to trick you into thinking I'm done. By the way, the Spirit of God is already descending in this place in such a wonderful way. I want the musicians to come if they would. Some of you are in this place today and you're saying, why is this church just so strong on what they believe? If they would just go this direction or that direction, they've got they've got all the talent, they've got all the ability, they've got all the skill they've got. No, you don't, you don't understand. The talent is here, and the skill here, and the ability here is here because of the way. See, you, you're looking across the congregation that's been here a while, and you've seen some older folks in this congregation that they, they prayed some th- things through and they prayed some things into existence. Their children come along and they have more talent than those some of these white headed folks would ever have. But it's because of the prayers, because of the consistency, because of the dedication. And now some of these kids are having kids and they're even more talented and they're even more able. The Bible says that Issachar had a knowledge of the times. You think that happened overnight? No, it's because it's because somebody would come down. they said, say, come on, come on, today. Today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to pray. And Mama would bring this... Little lady, down. And say, now we're gonna kneel down. We're just gonna kneel down right here. I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna teach you how to pray. Hear, hear me today. Come on, come on, I'm to, come I wanna, I wanna show you something today in the Word of God. Just, just sit right here. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about the Word of God. It begins to be developed in their lives. Honey, let me tell you why I was so adamant about, about Acts 2.38 Because I was lost and undone And I didn't know what I was going to do with my life But And Jesus got a hold of me And I went down to that little Pentecostal church And this is what they began to teach me And it changed my life It wasn't the end all But I'll tell you what It, it was a springboard into a new life you got to understand Acts 2.38 is not the end all it's the springboard It's the very beginning It was not supposed to be the end If Acts 2.38 is the end for you You have not gone far enough People in the world like, like to say And people in the denominator world like to say Of, of the Pentecostals That we, we think Acts 2.38 cures everything No, we don't believe Acts 2.38 cures everything But we can begin through Acts 2.38 To begin to walk in the life that God has provided for us As the church of the living God And when I receive the Spirit of God into my life, what happens? That Spirit begins to lead me and to guide me into all truth. And so you're looking and you're looking, you know, I've got two kids. They're better looking than me and my wife put together. And that's that's awful good looking on her part. A few Sundays ago, I saw my little boy, 12 years old, come up to the baptismal on the side of our, our tank. And pray with a young man we're baptizing in Jesus' name. That he's been texting every Saturday night. If you need a ride to church, just call my dad. I ain't got time for that kind of junk. But if my kid's willing to, willing to try to reach somebody for him, I'll drive across town or I'll drive a state over. It don't matter to me. Hear me today in the house of the Lord. This way that I'm preaching about today is worth passing on. the rest of you would, you would you come up here the rest of you young people would you come up here is this okay is this alright we look a lot of times at this congregation right here this part of the congregation and we say oh that's the church of tomorrow don't we oh uh, look isn't that a beautiful church for tomorrow this is the church of today This is the church of today. They ought to be intricately involved in everything happening and everything going on around this church. Hey, there, there ought to be some, some white-headed mother would, would grab a hold, some grandmother, uh, even, even some mother and say, today I'm going I'm to teach you how to do this. Today we're going to teach you how to do because it's not going to be very long, and they're going to be taking your place. And when they take your place, it's up to you whether this church folds Or it begins to increase Now with the talent and the ability And the skill that God has put in them And the word of God that hopefully That you have instilled within them They're going to be better Christians than even you were God spoke to Moses As he said If I'm going to take him into the promised land I've got to take a whole generation of people Let them die in the wilderness Because their mindset is affecting Their children All they want to do is complain and murmur and whine. I'm going to kill them in the desert. I'm going to take their kids into the promised land. They'll see it, but they won't. The blessings of God is going to be upon these kids, but, but not upon the parents. Let it not be said in the church today that we deviate from the way. But we take this way and we hide it deep in the hearts of these young people. Mm, hallelujah. I love the way. Would you raise your hand with me today in the house of the Lord and begin to tell him I love this way. I love this way. I love this way. Hear me today, hear me today, hear me today. Right here is, right here is preachers, right here is, I got a 15 year old and a 17 year old preacher in my church I'm working with. Once a month we come in and we have ministers meetings with, with 11 ministers. Two of those young men, 15, 17 years old. If you feel a call on your life today in this place, you're not too young and you're not too old. My oldest is 63 years old. And he will tell you, these 15 and 17 year old kids can out preach me any day of the week. Why? Because there is a fresh anointing upon these young people. There's a new anointing upon these. You you gotta understand, you gotta hear me today. These kids have a hunger like I've never had. They they have a hunger like you've never had. Why? Because they're facing things that you never faced. They're facing things that I've never faced. They're being confronted with things from this world that we were never confronted with. They're dealing with things in their school that we have never ever dealt with why hallelujah because it's a sign of the times his coming is very short and if ever there is a time for them to understand the way the way in the weary can find rest it is today jesus said jesus said it jesus said it thomas said we don't know the way jesus says i am the way the truth and the life No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. By the way, he died for you. Would you turn to somebody and say, by the way, he died for you? Would you turn to somebody else and say, by the way, he loves you? If you love the way today in this place, as they begin to sing, they begin to play. I don't know if you feel like raising your hands right where you're at. If you feel like coming down to an altar right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But I want us to re-identify today. I want us to have a fresh commitment to this way. Oh, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah.